welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Crabby Christian, a Misfit Media Network production. I am your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Jess and Amy, welcome to Confessions of a Crappy Christian. Thank you. Love your title, by the way. Love it so much. Thank you. That's all like we were talking about this before the show. That's always a good indicator if somebody's a good fit is that they love the title. That's just, it's like its own, it does its own work for me, which is great. So y'all are the co-founders of Sister I Am With You. It is a space where women get to just be real and transparent and authentic about friendship, the good, bad, and the ugly. And y'all met on the internet, right? Yes. Yes, we did. Okay, tell me a little bit about that because I've had really good and really bad experiences with that. Tell me about how you became friends and how just how you started to start with you. Well, Amy and I were in some writing groups together and Amy just started pursuing me. She slid into my DMs. She was like, hey girl, let's be friends. Hey girl, (laughs) Um, right. Yeah. (laughs) We just clicked really immediately I was very apparent that we were cut from the same cloth similar senses of humor and just the desire to be real authentic and just rough around the edges I guess so we started talking a lot on the phone I was usually running like out of breath like panting on the phone and and I'm like Amy just call 911 if something happens (laughs) if I pass out yeah, and, and I was like, just started. this is why you don't run, Jess. This is why you don't exactly. run. It sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. So just like hours on the phone, basically, is how it started. And we just, we I was like meeting, you know, a best friend. Like we should have known each other our whole lives. It just made sense. So, and then Amy one day in her wonderful way was like, Jess, I'm supposed to be packing for a trip. I have my suitcase open right now. Everything's all over the floor. And I just realized something. I'm like, what? She's like, we need to start a page and we're going to do all about friendship. And it's going to be called Sister, I'm with you. Are you in? And I was like, yes, I am. So that is kind of how it began. Like we had talked a lot about friendship and just how it's like one of the most important pieces of our life. Like Mm -hmm. having people to do life with is just, you can do a lot of hard things when you're doing it with people. And both of mm-hmm. us, a part of our journeys is, is seasons of loneliness, moving, or just having seasons of depression and be feeling really isolated. So we know, we know very well what it's like to be without and to be with. And it's mm-hmm. just a really, it's a very important to both of us. So we had talked a lot about that. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how it began. Yeah, I mean, the, the sister I'm with you was birthed in about five minutes. I mean, okay, I, I'm convinced that all the best things are, though. Same. Yeah, right? Same. Same. Like, they just, like, fall in your lap. Yeah. It's like every once in a while, and especially if you're, if someone's creative, they'll get this. Where, like, every once in a while, you, like, boom, this is the idea. It's like a gift that just God just, like, rains it down on Absolutely. you. He's like, boom, this is, the, this is the gift. This is the one. And you just kind of know 
Like you just mm-hmm. know, you know, like every once in a while, like a little phrase will come to me and I was like, that's it. Thank you God yep. for that little droplet. And then other things that, you know, you have to work really hard for, but this was one of those gifts that we, I mean, it just happened. And I think we knew it was, I, I think we knew it was something yeah, yeah. we had no idea that it would explode the mm-hmm. way that it did. Cause we had like a hundred thousand followers the first month. Like it was, we, we had no idea that like no idea. But we I'm an Enneagram seven. So I like, I enthusiastic and mm-hmm. Amy is also very enthusiastic. And so we were definitely like, it's going to be huge. It's going to explode. But then it actually did. And we're like, Whoa, wait, what? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Cause so I actually, my, the anniversary of this podcast is next week from when we're recording. So it'll have already happened by the time this comes out. And I recorded kind of just this reminiscent of the last three years. And the story, I mean, I don't have a hundred thousand followers, but the story of this was very similar, but different where I didn't think it was, I thought it was going to just be like fly under the radar, be this cool little side thing that I did. God dropped confessions of a crappy Christian in my lap, put it out there. And I remember being so excited because I hit a thousand followers a week that it came out. But you yeah. could you would have never told me that three years later we'd have two million downloads and eighty thousand followers yes. and like just all this crazy stuff. And so, but it was very much the same, which I think could be probably a, a conversation of its own of like God gives you these things and all He asks is obedience. Like yeah, yeah. And I think it's that like peace. It's like peace and excitement coexist within you, and you're just like. Yeah let's do like, this is going to be good. Let's do it. Yeah. I just love that that yeah. tells story. Cause I think, yeah. I think that'll resonate with people. Like you said, with, especially with creatives. Yes. I mean, cause it was, and I think creatives know, like, I mean, I know we've written things before that we're like, this is a good one. This is, yeah. a, this is a good one. You just kind of know. And that's also charm with you. It was just there. I mean, it was yeah. just, it was like, it was floating in the air and we just had to grab it and take yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So Jess, you yeah. said something when you were describing it about like rough around the edges, which is my battle cry. That is, I like my Instagram bio literally says like misfit. Like I am an outlier. I don't, yes, I love I'm that. not very like Christianese influencer stuff, but I think that that's likely a part, a huge part of why y'all have seen so much success is because people are desperate for that authenticity. They're desperate for like less curated, more rough around the edges. How have y'all like walked into that in regards to friendship? Like what has being rough around the edges and being authentic looked like with that being kind of your subject matter for real often for like for the deep friendships that we all like long for and want like those people that would will show up in our house in their sweatpants like or the ones that you don't have to perform for like those kind of deep authentic friendships really like being rough around the edges is where it's at Mm -hmm. like being authentic being real that's how we really connect on a deep level, right? So yeah, I just think it's when you're desiring friendship, when you're wanting friendship and as an outsider, when you're looking at these feeds of like women going on vacation together, doing these things mm-hmm. together, what it feels like, or even in high school and you're seeing like these people that are a part of a, like have a big friend group or whatever, it all seems like I need to be a cooler, better, funnier, <laughs> smarter person. And then I'm going to have those friends that I long for, like I need to perfect myself and then I'm going to feel love and belonging, but it's actually the exact opposite. So it's just like, let your hair down, put your sweatpants on, let's be real and let's find the people that 
actually want to do real life with you? Because do you mm-hmm. want to have to like, do you want the kind of friendships where you have to keep impressing and keep performing? Or do you want the people that will run errands with you at Costco and laugh at yeah. you when you're being ridiculous? Yeah. Like, which one do you right. want? And I know which one I want. So I think, I think just, and just blowing the lid off of it, like over and over and over again in our writing, we hear, I thought I was the only one. I thought Mm -hmm. I was the only one that felt like that. I thought I was the only one who felt like the outsider who doesn't have any friends. Like I thought I was the only one and just blowing the lid off that and be like, no, we're in this together. And friendship is hard. Can we just say Mm -hmm. that friendship is hard. And as an adult, it's not easy to find those people. It's just not. So let's blow Mm -hmm. the lid off. Let's be real about it. And that's going to be that's the way we, we find each other. There was this time in life where I feel like it's, it's almost like everybody wants to go to the fancy party. Everybody wants to be invited to the, the big deal, the gala where you got them, the, where the who's who, and you want to be invited to it. And then you get there and you're all dressed up. You're your best self. But at the end of the night, you're exhausted because all you've <clears> done is had shallow, meaningless conversations. You've faked it. You've literally said the same thing over and over. You sort of had the like the questions in your mind, like, oh yeah, no, we're good. How are you? How's everything going? Like, I love your dress. And you're exhausted by the end of the night because you've faked it. And right. and you have to, that's what those kind of situations are prone to do. But you think that that's what friendship is supposed to be. And friendship is not those fancy parties. That is not where real friendships are built. You will never, there's not a sense of belonging. At those, yeah. There's a sense of belonging in crying together and having coffee together and being real and vulnerable. And Hey, I just had surgery. Can you come over and help me wash my hair? Hey, Mm -hmm. my kids are sick again. My husband and I are fighting. I feel like I'm about to lose my freaking mind. That is belonging. You only, we all, we want belonging and you only find it when you are yourself. Mm -hmm. You only find it when you are known and when you just sort of like show up as, as you, mm-hmm. and I think that's, that's the difference of, we think, I, I don't know, we think we want the fancy party and the fancy right. stuff and to be invited to everything. And we think like, oh, if I just, I just knew more people. Well, and I know for me, I went through a phase where I knew plenty of people. I knew plenty of people, but I didn't know anybody. Right. I wasn't known by anybody. I had acquaintance, but I didn't have friends and I was right. lonely. You right. can be surrounded by people and be lonely. that's actually something I just recently talked about a little bit on my Instagram is like this myth of the girl gang like that that is what quality friendship looks like is six to ten of you you go on trips together you do girls weekends you do girls nights I've been in those I've been in little groups of friendships that were deep and meaningful but I've been in like the picture perfect gala girls gang yeah it sucks (laughs) that sucks And like, I can tell you from experience, I'm not going to like throw a blanket and say it's all of them because I do think that there are groups of women that are capable of like depth and authenticity. But I would bet you money that like all those really pretty shiny girl gangs, they have no depth. They are not there for one another. It's not what it looks like from the outside because if it's all really in anything is all Instagram curated perfect. It, it is impossible for it to actually be that behind the scenes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there just has to be a safety in your friendship. There has to be a safety right. and have to be like, okay, so if the qualifier for me to be in this is for me to be perfect, it is never going to work I'm out. I'm out. I <laughs> no, thank you. Mess up. I yes. will say the wrong thing. I will do the wrong thing. I will be 
awkward. I may gain weight. I may show up looking a hot mess. Or I may hurt your feelings. It's never going to work. And you know that. So you know you kind of have to tiptoe around and say the right things. And it's sort of like this game. And that's just, it's it's just hard. And your humanity. The safety of knowing if I mess up, I'm going to give my best, but I will mess up. Can I still find safety here? Exactly. And that's been my experience in like the difficult seasons of friendship was when there was no room for me to be human. There was no room for error. There was no room for me to be drowning in my real life and maybe not the most superior version of a friend that I could be. Not like a bad friend, but just like if you naturally like really show up for people and then it hits the fan in your real life and you need to draw back. There have been multiple times in my life where I've been penalized for that. Where like my husband and I are on the brink of divorce and you're mad at me because I didn't like show up to your kid's birthday party. Like I, I I can't do that with you. Yeah. Totally. That was actually for me. That was when I real. So my story kind of is that I was super, super lonely. I had a lot of kids and I realized I didn't have any friends. And I just started crying one night and was like, I am so lonely. And in my mind, I just thought like, if someone wants to be friends with me, they're just going to like show up. They're going to be like, Mm. Hey, I like you. You seem cool. Would you like to be my friend? Like it never crossed my mind that I had the power to like go out and cultivate those friendships. So my story is is that that night we're like, okay, we're lonely. We're going to start pursuing people every single week. We're going to, we're going to pursue people. And it was amazing and awkward. And it gave me Mm -hmm. really bad anxiety at first, but it ultimately led to, to growing these um, amazing friendships that I have now, those sisters that I have now, but it was kind of a, like I started to grow like a, quite a few of friends, like a, a bigger circle. And then I had like a breakdown, like a, po- a postpartum, anxious, depressed breakdown. And I stopped being capable of doing the things that I was doing. I stopped being capable of pursuing and making things happen. And it was really those friends that stuck around, mm-hmm. stuck around through that, that ultimately mm-hmm. became like close friends and the ones that didn't like it's okay, but we didn't stay yeah. close, you know, because you the, well, the deeper friendships they'll stay even when you can't. And I think that that really will resonate with a lot of people listening because I've had those conversations like in my DMs and stuff of when life gets crazy and you can't pursue, and then like in the most realistic, rough around the edges terms, like you all of a sudden realize you haven't heard from that person in weeks because you and like then you have to look back and realize that you were the one always making yeah the effort like that can be a difficult realization to have yeah and it friendship is such a give and take and it's got to be able to be in flux and there has to be grace for even that but I do think that that's something worth like looking at and being like oh okay well if I'm not texting this person calling this person whatever I don't hear from them what does that mean yeah 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 it's definitely hard reciprocal yeah, I mean that's I'm like friendship it, it's like it, it only is. works <laughs> it only yeah. works if it goes both ways. It only works if there's give and take. And the thing is that and there's a chapter in the book, Jess wrote it, where it's sometimes we are gonna be bad friends. Sometimes we are going to be incapable mm-hmm. of being perfect and, and the humility with realizing, okay, one, I'm not perfect and I go through those seasons. I'm gonna have to give other people the grace to do that as well. Exactly. Is a a big part of friendship is just being humble enough to go, I'm 
not great all the time. I try. No. I want always have a good heart, but am I always capable of responding to every text messages and showing up to everything? And am I always going to say the right thing? No, I'm going to mm-hmm. say something that comes out wrong, whether mm-hmm. I mean to or not. I'm going to say something that can be misconstrued because we're humans and humans are going to human, you know, humans yeah. are going to humans going to human. I like human's absolutely. Human. <laughs> <laughs> so realistically, what does it look like when you do realize that you've been a bad friend? Because I think sometimes that can be difficult to even like come to terms with. Like nobody likes to say that they're bad at anything, much less no. friendship. <laughs> You know, and there's, I think there's a difference between like being a serial bad friend and like having a bad moment with a friend. Yes. Yes. And that is what we do tell people. Is this a repetitive pattern? Is this who they are or is this something they've accidentally done? And one of the things I like to say is like, I'm not looking for promises made. I'm looking for promises kept. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not looking for behavior that's been apologized for. I've been I'm looking for behavior that's been like worked on. And it's the same thing for you. Like, I think that it's when you realize you've been a bad friend, I think it's essential that you apologize. I think Mm -hmm. it's essential that you go to the person and say, I kind of screwed up here. And Mm -hmm, I take, I take, I feel like something in our society that sometimes is missing is we don't want accountability and we don't want to take ownership of our faults because it hurts our feelings. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Stop it. <laughs> when you mess yeah. up, own it. Own yeah. it. Apologize and then do better. Do mm-hmm. better going forward. Now, I think the thing is, and this is hard because the person that you've hurt gets to decide whether to continue the friendship or not. Mm-hmm. And you don't have any control over that. So, what I always tell people, I'm like, I always want the ball to be in someone else's court. Mm-hmm. Necessarily. I want to apologize. I want to make things right. And I want to do better going forward, whether that's our friendship or the next friendship. I want to make sure I'm not repeating the same patterns. I'm not doing the same things. I'm not tripping over the exact same roadblock over and over and over. Yes. We have the power to change. We have the power to do better. We really Mm -hmm. do. But it never is going to happen if we can't own our faults and we can't own where we mess up. And it's not this horrible, bad, oh my gosh, I'm such a bad person. No, you're a person. You're a person and you have and every up. single one of us is going to mess up every single one of us. It doesn't have to be this giant shame filled guilt trip, mm-hmm. but like, I, that's why I'm like, it's essential that when you've been a bad friend, you apologize, you own it, you do better going forward. You do your part to make it right and kind of leave the ball in their court, whether they accept it or not. I think that goes back to what you're saying about friendship has to be reciprocal, right? It's like, okay, if I mess up, do I not want that person to give me grace and understanding and forgiveness and move forward, then like, if I want that from them, then I have to be willing to extend that as well. I have to be willing to take their apology. And like, this is, it's all such a give and take because yes, there are situations and I've been in them. And I think a lot of people have where it becomes a serial issue. It becomes repetitive. And I think that there's like strength in boundaries and knowing when to walk away. And that sometimes like, that's not, that's just, this isn't getting any better. They're continually hurting you. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I think that that's why kind of that distinguish that the, the distinguishing factor is, is this something that's happened before that's happened multiple times? Or is this a bad moment in a bad season by a human that like I can forgive and move on? And I think that those tend to like 
get muddied together and we tend to turn one thing into this always happens when if you really look at your history you're like oh no this hasn't happened before (laughs) like this is this is a one-off this is out of character this is for going forward or maybe it's happened but it's happened in your past with someone else so it's like a it's a painful or tender thing because it's a painful and tender thing for you because you have brokenness brokenness in that area and you're taking all that rejection and all that pain and putting it on that person as though that's what their intention is that's what they're doing and it's not it's your it's a part of your history yeah I think that's a really good point as well because I've definitely been guilty of that not necessarily my friendships but when my husband and I started dating (laughs) totally like I'm not your ex like I didn't do that thing so like I'm not gonna pay the price for that (laughs) so totally that's a really good point one of the things that's in the book is God didn't make you to be loved by everyone. And I know that mm. there are some people listening that are like, oh, I guess he did. What? Absolutely <laughs> not. Everybody has to love me always. I don't know what you're talking about. What, like, what does that mean for us? Like, we don't have to worry about everybody liking us. That should be freeing. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, that's, that, one's a, that was an essential moment in my life. I sort of, before I even started writing and all of this, I just had this huge awakening. I am a perpetual people pleaser. I mean, it is woven into the fabric of who I am. It's been there since childhood. I'm 38 years old. I work to get better at it all the time because I'm now very aware of it. But I had this awakening of like, Amy, being a good Christian and being a good person does not mean everybody loves you. And I Mm. I genuinely thought that, that like the only way to be a good Christian was for everyone to love me and everyone to like me and for me to be best friends with everyone. And I was so tired. Oh my God. I was so tired. (laughs) And I felt like such a failure. Mm -hmm. I felt like such a failure. And it would make me feel like, like a bad Christian because someone didn't like me or because I didn't fit in with this people. And I like had this awakened, like awakening moment where I was like, no, 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 no. That is not what you were made for. Mm-hmm. You, you were not made for that. You yeah. were made to be yourself, to show up as yourself, to listen to the call that God has on your life and do your very best to pursue that. And some people are not gonna get it. And some people mm-hmm. aren't gonna like it. And sometimes you're gonna be driving a train that's going in a direction that other people just don't wanna go on. And that's life. It's Preach. not bad. It's not wrong. It's life. And they're not bad people either. That doesn't mean they're bad people. Right. It means that there are 7 billion of us. And <laughs> we're not all going to be best friends. Right. And that's okay. <laughs> I, I think, think people generally... forget. We do. I think, well, I think people forget that not everybody liked Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, most people right? didn't like Jesus. I mean, like, he was widely unliked. He got killed for Very unpopular. You know, and it's like the cheesiest quote ever, but there's that quote that's like, you could be the juiciest, ripest peach and there's going to be somebody that doesn't like peaches. Yeah. You're not going to be everybody's flavor. And the, uh, your options are to be okay with that. Or like you're saying, exhaust yourself trying to be every flavor that exists. Yeah. And then then never actually being true to yourself. Exactly. And then you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or you're not, you're not living authentically. Yeah, you're in your own own lane. Yeah, I I highly doubt Jesus ever at any moment was like, Judas doesn't seem to like me anymore. I wonder what Judas's problem is. I wonder what I did wrong. Like, man, I wonder what I, Judas, what what did I do wrong? No, he went on about the business of loving people Mm -hmm. and following God's plan. And he was like, you know, 
I, I, I just got to move forward in that. You don't like me. Fine. I don't yeah. care. That is not, and like, not my goal. In as an Enneagram eight and someone that generally doesn't care, there's like the necessary disclaimer that that is not an excuse for bad behavior. That is not an excuse to like be a no. jerk. Like not yeah. everyone not liking you doesn't mean you get to just walk around and like be a dick to everybody. But if you are like choosing obedience, you are walking the path that your father has put before you. And there are people that don't like it. You and Jesus got that in common. Like, yes. yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. My hopefully is, that's want, really freeing for people. Yes. My yes. thing is I want a pure heart. And I do talk about this. I want a pure heart. I want a pure heart. And I'm going to worry about that above yes. all else. That is my goal is a pure, good heart. I want to love you. And I can't hang my hat on whether or not you accept it. Absolutely. I can only do my part. And it was, it was a breath of fresh air to be like, Amen. live, Amy, live, live. Cause you yeah. haven't been doing a lot of that lately. You've just been trying to make everybody happy. That's beautiful. Kind of the same vein. There's a lot of, like, you see a lot of friendship rhetoric use table, a table analogy. There's room at the table, come to the table, pull up a chair. What about when you need to like excuse yourself? from a table? What about when you need to like get up from the table because you don't belong, because you're not accepted Mm. for Amy, like you're talking about who you actually are. Like, how do you do that well and lovingly and like, go find a table, the table that God has for you? I just talk so much. So I was going (laughs) to do this one. I think, I mean, the first step I think is recognizing it. And being okay with it. I think it can be really hard too if you've like invested in friendships a long time. Mm-hmm. And like I'm an Enneagram seven, so I really like to paint things in a positive light in my mind. Like I'm just like constantly like making things like awesome. I'm like, that was hard, but also <laughs> look at how great it was. So it, it can be hard for me to like fully recognize what is and just like accept that it is what it is. Like this. So this table, like I'm not able to be myself. This Mm -hmm. is not where I belong. Or maybe even I was in a situation several years ago where I'm like, I don't think these people like me. And it was hard to like, it was hard to like fully grasp because I'm also an Enneagram seven. So I'm like, everybody likes me. Like, I I was like, what? Like, they do not enjoy the essence of who I am. (laughs) Like it was. That's a hard realization to come to. It is. Healthy confrontation is important. Like I totally expect my friends to call me out, say like, hey, you hurt my feelings. But in this situation, it was like confrontation all the time about ridiculous stuff. And I'm like, I think the problem here is that you do not enjoy me. (laughs) Like I am you don't like me anymore. All the wrong ones. I gotta have been there. It's hard to just be like, okay, I don't belong here and that's okay bless it right because like, I think our release response to that is like what can I do to make you like me how like, right and I was I in that this? I was like right. I was like thinking about it way too much too I'm like this is like taking away from my life because I'm just sitting here worrying about like how am I gonna fix it when in reality yeah. there's nothing to fix we just don't yep. belong together and that's okay and I'm yep. gonna get bitter and weird too if I don't exit this table because I'm gonna be upset at you not for for not liking me but I'm just being up a little bit yeah yeah so I think that recognizing it seeing it for what it is and accepting like okay even if you've had this friend for maybe 20 years maybe it's time to pursue other friendships not that you have Mm -hmm. to like not that it definitely has to be like an end to a friendship but it's okay to realize this is not my table this is not working 
And then I would also say, um, sometimes we have to create our own tables and that can be, that can be hard and it can be intimidating because if you're like me, like I was totally expecting people to knock down my door and be like, will Mm -hmm. you be my friend? You seem cool. I wasn't doing anything to like create that for myself. So Mm -hmm. I, we hear a lot like, Oh, there's no, these kinds of friends don't exist. Like nobody's this way. Well, sometimes we have to create our own tables and maybe it only becomes a table of two. Maybe you only find one person that is, that wants to do the real and authentic with you. And that's okay. It doesn't need to be a big group. Yeah. Quality over quantity. I didn't learn that until my thirties, probably that totally like having a few people that you can tell like the stuff that like you that think like that think you're funny and fun and quirky and like like you were saying like enjoy the essence of you if that's I I remember hearing a preacher say and of course I can't think of who it was if that ends up being like your significant other and two other people consider yourself lucky like you're lucky for that it doesn't have to be a table of 12 I at, at 30 almost 33 feel like I'm finally at a place where like my husband is my best friend and I have like two or three other friends that see me that love me that don't feel like they need to change me that yes. cheer me on and vice versa and I'm like I'm, that's I'm, amazing that's great that's yeah. amazing that is abundant yeah. it is amazing it's amazing we can undervalue the people in our lives that are that way if we're constantly thinking we need to have this like yeah big tribe or this big group yes. or whatever absolutely yes. Well, and sometimes, and we honestly, we don't even have time for a ton of friends. And that's, no. that's, a thing yes. that's, I mean, we have 24 hours in the day, seven days a week. We all have obligations, kids, spouses, jobs, errands, people need to eat and you have to feed them. You have to be the ones that feed constantly them. <laughs> laundry, laundry. Yeah. I mean, yes. So you only, that was a big realization for me. It was being like, Amy, you're not a bad person if you don't have time or, and, and not even if I don't have time to be friends with best friends with 20 different people but if someone else doesn't have the time for you you don't have to villainize them no they're not a bad person at all I do think we have a tendency to villainize people like is either like label them like good or bad if they don't like me bad if they don't want to be my best friend bad if they don't have time for me bad no that's not usually it yeah people I mean are there bad people Sure. I will always believe 99.9% of people are good and Mm -hmm. they want good things. They're not perfect, but they're good. Yeah. But they're not bad if they, if they don't have time to be my best friend, they're just a person with a lot on their plate and that's okay. Yeah. I'm going to find someone who still has a little spot for me on their plate. Yeah. Without villainizing, we have the tendency to villainize everybody. And I'm like, no, that is so toxic yes so toxic yes if someone does even people who don't like you they're not necessarily bad people right they just like you're just not who they are you don't drive you. yeah you don't drive yeah. it's fine it's, it's not okay. a slight to you it's not a slight to them Amen. it's life let's Amen. just learn to accept this that it's not all mm-hmm. sunshines and rainbows and perfect that's such a good no. word. I can't wait for your book to come out. Like, oh, thank these you. are the conversations that people like women are dying for these conversations. They are like, so like, I think of it as like, we are so dehydrated in the area of yes. friendship. And yes. this is like, I think we've even said that. Yeah. Abundance mm-hmm. and like, like living water because you are coming at it from the, like a Christ centered place. So your book is out by the time this comes out. I'm sure people can just get it wherever they get their books. 
we're hoping all the places. Uh, where can <laughs> yeah. they? Where can people follow y'all online? Um, they can follow us on at Sister I'm With You. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram, and then Amy Weatherly and Jess Johnston. We both have our own pages as well, but okay. we're super fun together. On Sister yeah, I'm With You, I, I can tell you <laughs> from experience that y'all are fun. fun together. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Is like, I mean, we could do this on our own, but it's fun together and it's better because we've got yeah. different experiences and we come at it from different angles. I deal a lot with insecurity and people pleasing. That's not necessarily exactly yeah. where Jess's deepest hurts have come from, but she like, so to have that is sort of like a depth of like, yeah. okay, you covered this and I'll kind of, let's talk about this. And, oh, okay. I like that you brought up this point. I hadn't thought about that. Well, so that's yeah. why God created us for community. Oh, he created right. us for so much community and like collaboration is beautiful like share your pie you know share the pie it's it's more fun to eat with a friend it's it's more fun like do it together and this has been like because we run our own pages so I know what that's like dang it's really fun to do it together it's it's so much better it is easier it is it's just more fulfilling I wish more women like we do not have to compete compete with each other we share we don't there's enough to go around and I'd rather have a little sliver and do it with somebody than have the whole piece and be alone. Amen. Same. Oh, you just like keep preaching. We're just we <laughs> keep going. I we loved love this. Topic. I know y'all are so like gifted and speaking into it. And I'm so thankful that we got to talk and I get to share this with my audience. I know it's going to be so good for them. And I can't wait for your book to come out. Thank and you. I will definitely be getting it. Well, I think I actually already got an advanced copy of it, but <laughs> Thank y'all so much for your time and for your wisdom. Oh, thank you. It's so so nice to meet you. I love what you're doing. I love that you're in this space. So needed and so good. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right, see you next week. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.